0: From COK Studios in Peter Sagel's pantry, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider how makers of wearable technology might only be targeting a certain group of consumers.
1: We'll also consider the start of NBA basketball with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell.
0: And we'll consider whether all this oil makes my butt look big. Stay with us.
1: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Government Cheese. Tough to swallow, but probably good for you. Government Cheese, from the people who brought you the recession. Contains no actual cheese. And the Linda McCartney Foundation, helping to teach young girls the advantages of vegetarianism and how to play an unplugged keyboard in the background of a rock concert. Visit Vegimac.org for more information.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: Many Silicon Valley companies are racing to create the latest in wearable tech, from the popular fitness trackers and smart watches to 3D-printed rings that serve as public transportation passes and smart shirts that measure your heart rate and movement.
1: A growing concern with wearables is one that resonates throughout the tech industry. The teams behind these devices are not diverse enough. Critics say that some wearable technology is designed with primarily men in mind.
0: To see if these consumer concerns were real and what companies are doing about them, we sent our own Cordell Nutbrock to investigate in our new segment, Consider the Tech.
2: As in any new field of technology, there are problems with things that don't fit or work quite right. Wearable technology has seen great innovations, but not necessarily for everyone all the time.
3: Just like everywhere else, men have been dominating the creation of wearable tech.
2: Elaine Cummings is a designer of wearable technology for SheTech, a new startup that seeks to make more products that target women.
3: Are you kidding me? Most of these new smart watches are huge and could clearly only be worn by men. Well, why do you think that is? It's because all of these companies' design teams are mostly men. They're going to design stuff that they want and would work for them, but we're trying to make the market of wearables more diverse so everyone can use them.
2: Many wearables are indeed not very compatible for all shapes and sizes of people. Even a petite man such as myself has difficulty wearing one of these new smartwatches because of the large, heavy watch face. Yeah, I
4: hear the complaints, but I don't understand what the big deal is. Derek Duke is a designer for Google, and he sees no problems with the wearables his team has designed. I know our watch is a little big, but my girlfriend says that chunky jewelry and accessories are in right now. Also,
2: Google Glass is totally adjustable to fit anyone. I see your point, but how are you getting female consumers engaged when you have a mainly male design team? We're doing
4: our best to make cool stuff that everyone can use, not just men.
2: Like what?
4: We just started working on a new Google Smart Satchel that will monitor heart rate, temperature, barometric pressure, and have an interactive map powered by Google Earth that will tell you where stuff is inside your bag so you don't lose anything.
2: That sounds like both
4: men and women would enjoy that. See, we're also making a Google Girdle that can loosen or tighten based on many variables like back pain or posture. Oh, that sounds like another gender-neutral device. And we're just putting the final touches on the Google Girth. What's that? It's like a little like Google Glass for your penis. Uh, So two out of three isn't bad. Besides, the Google girth could be used for women too, I guess.
2: Uh, Despite some companies like Google trying to bridge the divide, Elaine says it's not enough.
3: Here at SheTech, we're not necessarily making stuff just for women. We're trying to make useful wearables that are more personalized and fit seamlessly into daily life. For example, we're using 3D printers to make all kinds of custom-fitting devices. Well, that
2: sounds exciting.
3: You can say that again. We've made custom-fitting headphones, modular smart necklaces that track calories, and my personal favorite, a custom-fitted smart tampon. Oh. It's a revelation. The Eye Bleed will use a sensor to let you know what day of your cycle you're on, as well as say inspirational quotes from great women throughout history. We got feminist icon Jane Fonda to record the voice for it.
1: A woman is like a tea bag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Eleanor Roosevelt. Sounds
3: innovative. Our eye bleed is clearly a feminist reaction to Google girth, but unlike their device, ours is actually useful and fully integrated. All theirs does is give people a penis eye view of the world and save dick pics to the cloud. The question remains, will
2: wearable technology and daily life be able to fully integrate? Both Google and SheTech hope to make it happen for all consumers and make it so each new piece of technology works for both men and women alike. For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutbrock in Silicon Valley.
1: Now we turn to sports. Our two favorite sports guys, Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator, are back to talk about the first month of NBA basketball. How are you guys?
5: We're good. Nice to see you, Dinah.
0: Yo, Dinah.
1: The NBA season just got started about three weeks ago, and we've already seen some exciting and surprising things. What's jumped out at you in the early part of the season?
5: Well, I'd have to say the large rash of injuries to key players. A bunch of high-level talent has been sidelined already. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Steve Nash, Derek Rose, Julius Randle. It's just to name a few. It's made things interesting, to say the least.
0: Obviously, the injury situation has been a big early storyline, but I think the biggest story is what teams have been surprises. For example, the Miami Heat have been very good early on despite the loss of the best player in the world, LeBron James. LeBron's new team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, meanwhile, have been surprisingly uneven.
5: Everybody knew the Cavs were going to struggle early, Cecil. New players, new coach, new system. I think they'll get it together by midseason.
1: You two are being very civil today. Thank you for that.
5: We've been listening to a lot of NPR lately and practicing our public radio
0: sound.
1: Wow, it's very good. You're not yelling at all.
0: I'm fighting all of my natural urges, Dinah.
1: And I appreciate it. What other teams have been surprising so far?
5: I'd have to say I'm surprised by how good the Warriors have been out of the gate under rookie head coach Steve Kerr.
0: Obviously. The Warriors have been very solid to start off, but I'm even more shocked at how bad the Lakers and Knicks are this year. Both of those teams are so bad that it makes me sad to watch them play.
5: I'll agree that those teams are pretty awful, but they still have talent that makes them interesting to watch.
0: I could not disagree with you more, Rick. The Lakers and Knicks were never going to contend for the title, but it's really quite obvious that they are even worse than anybody thought possible.
5: Injuries and new coaches for both teams are creating a lot of their problems. Yes,
0: I agree, but they are just terrible. I almost became physically ill watching the Lakers lose to the Spurs the other night.
5: I I know how you feel. I get physically ill listening to your analysis, Cecil. Oh,
0: you're hilarious, Rick. I suppose you think that your analysis is nothing but pearls of wisdom. Let's not forget how you picked the Knicks to be a playoff team. I think that my five-year-old daughter's team has a better chance of mastering the triangle offense than this collection of players.
5: Guys. There's a good chance that they can right the ship. Don't worry. Phil Jackson knows what he's doing. By the way, I've seen your daughter play, and I think she might want to think about switching to something that doesn't require hand-eye coordination. Guys,
0: Oh, that's please. real nice, Rick. Go after my adorable child. Lighten I'll up, you know Cecil. That You've been never been able shot, to take a joke as long as, as I've known great you. Leader I mean, on the Jessica court. is adorable, oh, but, but oh, not every oh, right. kid is going yeah, to go pro. Well, I even bought her some cool Rex specs so she fact, doesn't have she's to wear not glasses an anymore. You need
1: Guys, you're doing so well.
0: I'm sorry, Dinah. Obviously, we just can't change what we are.
1: Obviously. That was ESPN Radio's Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator. You can hear their show, Sports Yell, every weekday. Guys, thanks for trying not to yell.
0: You're welcome! That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more of Public Radio's finest parody, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our No. You can also follow me on Twitter at Conmon007, and you can download the podcast at iTunes and at StitcherRadio at Stitcher.com. Don't forget to tell your friends about Consider Our Knowledge, and don't forget you can donate to Consider Our Knowledge now by going to the Support COK button on our homepage. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
2: For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutbrock in Solocon Valley. Solocon?
0: Solocon. <laughs> in Solocon Valley. <laughs> Solocon.